and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we're finishing our discussion on Suspiria with our special guest, Crystal Marie Stewart. For those that don't remember, make sure that you're following Crystal on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook at Crystal Marie and Instagram at Crystal Marie or Crystal M. Stewart. Sorry about that. All right, without further ado, let's get back into the 1970s and all things witchcraft. All right. So, yeah, the peeing in the cup was weird. I don't understand why we needed to see that. Um, it didn't add anything. I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess they were trying to, like, reinforce, like, the stuff is happening. Like, it's not drugs. Because I feel like in the 70s, um, there was a lot of drugs. Maybe. I don't know. I was just thinking about, like, all the people I know who were, like, teens in the late 70s and early 80s who did drugs, did a lot of, like, LSD and, like, party drugs and that could make it seem like these things weren't happening mm. that's literally the only reason that i could find because i was like are they trying to see if she's pregnant yeah it was yeah or maybe if she's on drugs she can't be part of their like weird ritual or whatever maybe they need a pure spirit and body to worship tilda swinton well again it seems like this ritual they're trying to get her to do is going to be like bringing in someone's spirit to her body situation. I don't know. I didn't clock all that, but yeah. Well, yeah. And so if so, I guess they would need you to like not be fucked up on meth or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, this is the one time being independent Missouri able to save somebody. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like, I'm fucked up, ma'am. You don't want this body. You met me at a Walmart trying to sell puppies. Why are you here? Don't want this body. Go home. <laughs> so then she goes to meet with Blanc in Blanc's like office room, whatever. The introduction to Blanc in Blanc's element, though, is magnificent because she insults her and then floats away. <laughs> like, literally. Like, it's just like, shade, shade, shade to my Come desk. On. Yeah. It was very, like, even dark. Morticia Adams. <laughs> it was. Because I feel like Morticia, while she is very scary, I feel like she like is a sweet soul. Because mm. like that's part of the joke is that I learned that recently that the Adams family is supposed to be a satire because all of the families in that day were like super scrubby, looking like they were super clean and bright and like puritanical, but also they like hated each other. <laughs> and so like the Adams family is about these people who like love murder but also care about their children's feelings. And that was like weird. Like her husband respects her. And so I feel like Martita Adams is like a very good parent and cares about her kids. And I feel like Madame Long does not care about those things. No. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, so then they start eating lunch, and yeah. The camera angles were art and confusing, and I lived. Yeah, I was, I was trying to see if, maybe this is just too many themes, but I couldn't tell if they were trying to make a point about how, like, when you're really immersed in dance culture, how it can fuck up, like, your relationships with food. Mm -hmm. Because, like, all of the meals were very stressful. Yes. And that felt purposeful. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And then we started talking about what was she feeling when she was doing the dance. Because also, we, like I said, Tilda or Blanc, 
has clued in that Susie had a moment during this dance that was very more power than I think Blanc has witnessed before, at least from another mm-hmm. dancer, a young dancer. Um, and she's like, "What are you? What were you thinking about?" And Susie she says, says "Fucking." Fucking. And then Blanc was like, "You know, like you were thinking about like being with a man." And she's like, "No, more like animals." And I was like. That's when I that's when I almost paused it to text both of you to be like, whoa. I am done. We might have to change the movie. I know we said what we said. <laughs> we might have to change the movie. I don't know if I'm cool with this as a theme. <laughs> Luckily it wasn't one, but it was weird in that like I'm like, are you trying to make a point? Because she's from I, mean, I think what she was I think what she was trying to say is like primal fucking like animalistic not like fucking animals which or is like if about. she would also have been an animal in that right. scenario like right. i would yes. fuck animals as an animal but i just feel yes. like that was important we needed to hear that part <laughs> was was that dance her peacock and she was thinking of other peacocks or something right we, we don't get into that because the weird camera angles and the weird eating and tilda being a shady bitch and like there's a lot to unpack in this scene if you watch nothing else from Suspiria, watch this scene. It's right. so weird, but fun. Right. Yes. Um, but I was glad that this movie is not about these uh, I, I almost texted you to be like, let me know if this is what we're going to be doing so I can just go ahead and let you host this one. I should have me. said this. I should have texted and been like, guys, I promise this is not one of those weird white people movies about bestiality. Because I feel like like once a decade, we've got some edgy white man who's like, you know what's controversial? Probably Rob Zombie's the next one. Get him a hit, Get him a hit. It'll it'll be him with his wife, Sherry, and that horse again. But this time, Michael Myers won't even be involved. I forgot about that. I can't forget because I trusted him with that sequel remake. I trusted him, and look where we're at. So it was was just weird. It felt like there maybe they showed her peeing in a cup before this scene to ensure us we were not on drugs. (laughs) Because I was like, "Is this what's happening?" Right, and then well, okay, then she goes to bed, and we have this crazy ass dream sequence that ends Act Two. Again, these hard cuts from these weird dreams and random bits and pieces of we don't know what. And then it's like, boom, act two, new chapter, the right. borrower. Or act you three think, this time, the borrower. that maybe they're trying to like immerse us into the experience of like looking back on crazy shit that happens to you and like not knowing what you remember, like if it was a dream or if it was a memory. I think, yeah, I think they're trying to put us in her head, like, to make us really go along the story with Susie. Yes. Which I think is successful. I, cause this, I hated it for right. some times. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, because yes. you're supposed to. She's not comfortable. I feel like I want to rewatch each of the six chapters individually, like a little, like, series, hmm. and be like, what was that? And then sit with it, and then come back for the next one as opposed to watching it as one straight movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they definitely were like, random stuff, random stuff, random stuff, boom, next act. And I'm like, I, I am still playing catch-up. I don't know what I missed. I was in the class. I didn't take good enough notes. I, I, just, I own that. I feel like this is in a different language. So every <laughs> yes. time I finally translate what you just said, you have moved on. <laughs> yes. 
It's it's like showing up for like a theater history course, and all of a sudden they're talking about sports analogies, and you're like, whoa, what's a linebacker? What's that? I don't get it. What are we talking about? Right. A a, a goalie? What is a goalie? Also, because so much weird stuff happens while she's awake that, like, for a minute, I wasn't even really convinced that it was a dream, because so much of the weird shit that happened, we presume happened, (laughs) is not a dream. And we, we learn more about the dreams later on, too. Yeah. So. Is this uh, the dream with the mom in the bed, or is that a later one? This is okay. the, she's part of this one. She's part of all of them, because I feel like she is a central character for Susie um, that just is barely in the movie, period. <laughs> <laughs> so, then act, like, like Sheree said, act three is the borrowing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I so the old dude calls the old dude Tilda Swinton uh, calls the uh, the detectives as they're called in Germany, uh, not police, the detectives to uh, find Patricia because he's concerned about Patricia. Now it took two acts to get here, but okay. Uh, and they go to this house, and the witches are like, "Come on in!" <laughs> and then we see that they have like stripped and naked, and they're holding this hook side thing real close to this man's penis and I was like this is uncomfortable I don't know what's going to happen to this man but they need to get that thing away from the penis (laughs) I am not here to watch that I am not here to watch that (laughs) no one's here to watch that (laughs) Hilda talk to your directors they mentioned that the old man the doctor man is going to be their witness for whatever this ritual is so they have to have a witness as well it's just all really strange it does not sound pleasant for him. No. <laughs> I just feel like well, if we invite people we don't know to our events, that's probably a bad sign. To witness it. You're not even being a part of it. You're just witnessing it. Mm-mm. Nothing because I'm witnessing witchcraft. Like, nothing. No. <laughs> and it also doesn't feel like it's going to be consensual. Like, it's not like they're asking him to do that. He didn't get a different. Yeah, like, if they were like... On, like we're going down to the courthouse we need somebody to be there like that's different than like come over to my house just kidding it's a demon sex ritual <laughs> you have to stay <laughs> you gotta give people details you gotta give people details because first off demon sex rituals and also all these food allergies you gotta be like look we got gluten-free cookies we got cheeseless pizza we're going to invite a demon in real quick. You need to know how many chairs to have. People need to know how to dress. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, yeah. It's like going to a wedding you got invited to and then figuring out it's, uh, there's no bar. Yes. If you invite me to a wedding with an open bar, our friendship is dead. Or at least, like, I will leave. Drink. Like, I know not everybody likes to get wasted, but, like, yeah. I'm going to spend a lot of time with a lot of people I don't know very well, and I'm also dressed really fancy. I right. need at least one drink. Right. Putting on a bra and tights, I'm getting drunk. Listen, That's all there is to it. I've, I've already said, if I ever find someone to marry, and if I wanted to, if that ever comes down the line, I'm not buying anything else but an open bar. <laughs> but one of my night. favorite memes was literally, I will not, <laughs> I will not get married if I can afford to have an open bar because I will not disrespect my friends that way. It's also just like weird, like to pay cash. I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but I just feel like I don't want to pay for things at a wedding unless like we went to Disney or something. Like that makes sense. Right. 
I was just concerned about this man when they wanted him to witness this ritual because from what I know of pagan rituals, um, usually if we, especially if it's a bunch of women and we have invited a man, that's usually not good for that one man. Like he usually ends up chopped up somehow. It's never good. Yeah, when, you, when your best case scenario is to come out of that traumatized. Again, grad school. And it's grad school. <laughs> It's like, I'm in. lucky. I was just traumatized back in the fourth therapy now. As opposed to, <laughs> I wasn't traumatized. I had a good time. <laughs> so then she had the second dream sequence. Oh, and this one was worse. Because this is the one with, like, the hand and it's, like, slitting the wrists. And, the, yeah, it was, it was rough. I... <laughs> when I was watching that, I was just like, this just feels like someone made a list of, like, things that people find upsetting <laughs> then yes. let's put them all into these dream sequences which like right. fair but i was upset that that's happening to me well, like, and before this block has said that she is sending her, the sending susie their dreams so like, they're in control of her dreams i it's tilda tilda's in control of everything <laughs> it's not enough to gaslight her when she's awake <laughs> You, got you have to gaslight her subliminally. That's <laughs> fucked up. I, I love the student who like comes up when Susie's screaming in her dreams because they all run to her and be like, why are you screaming? And she's like, oh, that's it. She's dreaming. If she's a value, let me know. And goes back to her room, which is also very grad school. It's like, I see you crying in this hallway. If you want a Xanax, I got you. Uh, I'm leaving the situation though. Well, and also what's hard about grad school is like so much of it is you're trying to like feed into these fucked up feelings. Like I remember the Meisner semester <laughs> when like people would get, get sent out in the hallway to like go find heartbreak and come back in the room. So like no one talked to people who were openly weeping in the lobby because it's like they might be doing a thing. And then if I go and I talk to them, they're going to be like, fuck you. It took me six hours to weep. And so like, <laughs> it's like weird, like. I don't know if you're okay or if this is drama class, like what's happening. And so I do honestly get that too of like, oh, you're just screaming, like, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> all scream here, bitch. Well, it makes <laughs> me wonder if, if other girls have not had like the, these dream fits before. Like, did Patricia do but this? But not as special. Right. I feel like Patricia, this one and maybe a couple others before, but I feel like only the special ones are going to lead this dance cult. Um, but back to your point, I was lucky in that I wasn't an acting major, so when I was found crying in the hallways, they would be like, come to the bathroom, let's get in your bag and have a shot about it. And I was like, you're right, I have shots in my bag, thank you. Yeah, and they, <laughs> we'll take care of it in the bathroom. They had us doing those Meisner exercises in undergrad, so that was fun. Not with that professor, oh dear God. Here's the thing. Yes, with that professor. I Separate talk <laughs> I took Meisner in undergrad and I had a terrible teacher. Even with a good teacher in grad school, who, again, I don't think was abusive and, like, did his best to make sure we were all safe, it's, like, so hard and fucked up. Our undergrad did not have someone who did his best. He did his worst. Separate podcast. Because <laughs> um, we got thoughts. Yeah. The angry mob came after him and he left. Bye. Theater school. We need to have, like, an unpacking theater school episode. <laughs> We do, we need to have a we need to have a horror podcast specifically for a grad school American horror story. 
That's the real American Horror Story, Brian Murphy. <laughs> they have Jimmy Brian Murphy. Murphy. That's, that's a real one. A really, really good idea. He has got it. That's right. What this next season is so. It better be about Texas Tech. Grad school. You have. Oh my God! <laughs> Please, it's such a good idea. Please pay us money. It will be very similar yeah. to Cubs. Hold up, we're copywriting that. Okay, by the way. Okay. I put it on my Twitter two years ago. I want to write a play about a black woman in grad school who goes through all the stages of grief in order to get a degree. Now it's also a witch cult. <laughs> I'm gonna roll it all in. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fierce. I'm, Ryan I'm Murphy, you can't have it unless you pay us money. Right? Turn on out when we're late with a podcast episode. It's like I'm writing this play, and you're welcome. <laughs> so, and then, okay. So then we go to Act Four. We didn't have any notes for Act Three. Apparently, not much happened besides naked dudes with <laughs> their penises and dreams. That dream was just, uh, it took over the act, I feel like. So Act Four is the ta- or taking, um, and then we get we again go to Tilda Swinton's old doctor man, and he is again trying to get these detectives to figure out what happened with these with Patricia, and they're like laughing at him, being like, "Do you know your do you do you really believe this?" Blah blah. blah. And I was like, glad to know that cops are just as useless in Germany as they are in America. They're yeah. useless everywhere. Russia too. I- <laughs> <laughs> probably and I also feel like there it's a point being made about like abusive situations how like if you don't have a written text saying I am being brutally abused on 17th Avenue right now here's video footage like a lot of times people won't do anything about it because it doesn't seem realistic quote-unquote and I think if they're making a point about that that's a good point to make and even if you do have video footage it depends on the situation like when I moved here to Indiana, there was a legit hate crime caught on Facebook and people identified the people perpetrating the hate crime and told people where they worked, but like our DA and the cops could not be bothered for three, four weeks. And then they were like, oh, I guess you tried to like lynch a man, maybe we should intervene. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, this is Indiana. My bad for moving here. Uh, yeah so it was just that was a stressful situation i guess also to be fair not to be fair to the police as an institution to these specific cops in this particular situation is it's not like this man like really knew patricia that well like he was her doctor or whatever so i could understand how like if you're the person that she comes to talk to about all her crazy thoughts and then you're like she's gone there's a coming of witches i guess i get how the cops were like really (laughs) but i am I am here for like because generally in horror films the cops are useless. They don't. Yeah. Have, I can't think of. A That's also movie. real life. So right. like we're imitating real life. Where does the line begin and end? Right. Besides Dewey in the Scream series, which he's also kind of useless. He's real useless until he like gets stabbed a couple times. Like I'm with you, Sid. I believe in this, and we're gonna fix this shit. Like. <laughs> and, and even when he's a cop, he's kind of a just a like the, the rookie cop in the first place. So he's, you know what I mean? So he gets a study. He was not useful till he was no longer a cop. Cause right. they were like, you gotta go. And he's like, cause I seen some shit and I suffered. <laughs> it's like, yes, Dewey, yes. Now you're one of us. I'm useless cops. Useless cops. That, that's the name of the episode. Meanwhile. what the episode title meanwhile. should be. That's it. <laughs> meanwhile, useless cops. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the dance studio. <laughs> There's some weird shit happening. This is when, like, the regular, regular interpersonal dynamic toxicity begins to make itself aware. 
So like, Susie is doing the dance, and Madame Blanc, aka Tilda Swinton in character number four, <laughs> is not impressed. And Susie has the nerve to tell this chain-smoking Tilda Swinton some notes on the dances that she's created before she decided to come in here and try and step into this role. And the audacity. Like, Tilda Swinton, just... chain-smoking, dark eyes staring into all of our souls in the face to be like, I want to be on the ground and yours is too high in the air. Also, Susie, like, weren't you Amish like three weeks ago? Like, I just feel like, no, again, I am not team. I love Tilda as an individual in this. It's like how I feel about what's his name who plays Fitzgerald Grant. Like, yes. I find you, Tilda, away. as a person to be hot and great. This character, your characters in general, are um, generally useless to nefarious <laughs> authority <laughs> figures. There's a scale yeah. here, okay? And so for me, it's like, Tilda, I'm not even on your side in this, but I feel like Maybe this is just my grad school trauma, but I feel like if you're new here, you don't need to tell us what you think about what we're doing. <laughs> you have to wait till the end of your first semester to be like, you're teaching me bullshit. It was like I had a classmate in our orientation and my teacher was talking about like character and like what it means and like how you are not the character. And like one of my classmates raised his hand and was like, um, I don't agree. And we were like, didn't you? We all moved to Iowa so that these hoes could teach us stuff. Like, let me guess, this was a straight white man. Close. <laughs> it was a straight Latin man. Very nice man, but I think he was just like really like, which I get. Like when we are raised, we are we are taught a certain thing about theater or about whatever, and it can be hard to switch gears. And so I feel like Susie's like, I'm gonna dance the way that I wanna fucking dance. Yeah. And Tilda's like, bitch, you came to Germany to dance with me. Right. <laughs> like, and then, so then Susie's like, let me show you what I mean. And she starts dancing around. And it looked, y'all, it looked like she was making out with the ground. Like, it looked like she was making out with the ground. And, and all, she's already talking about fucking animals. I am concerned the Amish have ruined this child. I also feel like maybe we're trying to make a point about really repressive or restrictive religions and how often when you emerge from that, a lot of the things that you engage with sexually can be a little odd because you've been repressed this whole time, or maybe I'm just reading that into it because I was raised by Southern Baptists. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Same. One side, my mom's side, Southern Baptist, my dad's side, Church of Christ. So sorry. So yeah, I feel like our good sis Susie is just like, she's like, I'm here, I'm queer, sort of, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I am eating wild things, I am crazy, and, like, I get it, girl, but I feel like you need to leave that ground alone. Yeah, well, and so, I don't know if this happened in one of the previous dream sequences, or if it happens later, but I'm going to mention it now, because I don't even think I made a note about it, but, like, the mom at one point says, we, well, we already kind of know that his, the relationship with her mother was not a good one and at one point she says that my older, <laughs> my newest or my youngest daughter it was was the sin that i have brought onto the world or whatever so we see that like she is calling her daughter personification of sin which is woo! very carry yes very carry 
Very caring. They are trans. One of those last times I called my mom to have her give the pronunciation of my name, and it sounds like sorry. Mothers be doing shit. They do. They, they do. do. They do. Moms um, treat your kids well. <laughs> right? Or they'll name check you in a podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. So, is this when she does the weird hand and feet thing? Yes. It's before this dance where she's like, you're not getting high enough in the air. It's like, I want to be on the ground because I'm Dakota Johnson. And Tilda's like, I'm Tilda, bitch. Boom, boom. Do my dance. <laughs> and when she touches her palms and her feet, they, did anyone else see the gold? Like, it glows, right? It was very, exactly. it was very subtle. So I thought that was really nice. But yeah, you could just see the subtle glow on her hands and feet. And then she dances and it's what Tilda wants or what Blanc wants. Uh, maybe not what Tilda wants. I don't want to put that on her. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Tilda, you just have so many characters. <laughs> we if know you, you are your own. character. We could support that character. Well, unfortunately, we just have to refer to them all as Tilda because we don't remember all the names. Just so we know, we know that Tilda Swinton themselves is not necessarily an evil witch right. in the Germany. <laughs> a witch, but hopefully she's a good witch. I feel like Tilda's a very benevolent witch. But yes. And so what else happened? So oh, no. the, she does the dance and it's beautiful. And then there's this weird moment where, Til where Blanc looks at Susie and then looks at this other girl. And then the class is over. And the girl is leaving, and then she just starts having a seizure as she's walking out. And Blanc is like, just fine, like completely calm. Everyone else is freaking out, but Blanc is like, everyone back. I know what I'm doing. And like, I'm just, I was just like, do you, does there, do these dancers have seizures like all the time? Why is this like second nature to you? That's not a good rate if all your dancers are seizure and when you teach them to dance. Yeah, it's also something, something wrong. It's that very weird artsy thing where if one person in charge is like, yeah, that's just their process, then we all just have to like be here. <laughs> and it's like, but he seems to be having like a meltdown. And they're like, it, it does that. And you're like, I don't think it should. <laughs> and that moment resonated with me. And like, I do get it that like sometimes when you're involved in dance or whatever performance that you can get really emotionally involved and it can get overwhelming. But I just feel like that image of like that person seizing until just being like, mm -hmm, yes, it was like very unsettling for me. I mean, and to be fair, she did like as someone who's trained to handle people with seizures, she did all the right things. She got her on, she was on the floor. She made sure she wasn't like gonna choke. She made sure that no one touched her to like hold like, cause I guess at one point people were taught to like hold their head, but no, 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 no. Cause you could break their necks. So do not do that. If someone's having a seizure, do not hold their net, their heads. Cause you could kill them. Uh, yeah, but so she does all the right things. So I don't think she's being like negative. It just seemed very like, why is this so easy for you? And, like, why is this something that happens all the time? Right. Because, like, I feel like that shouldn't be something that happens all the time when you dance. Right. At least Again, this is grad school. People are showing signs of this ridiculous stress and fuckery. And we're just like, that happens sometimes. Well, and it's yeah, like, no. Exactly. Go ahead. 
people create people do this as summer stock theater too sometimes which is why i'm really careful about which ones i go to because people cultivate this environment of like everything's always so crazy everything's always so wild and crazy and then we're a family at the end and so they like build this expectation that like everything is going to be a shit show all the time and so when wild shit happens people are like mm-hmm, yeah and it's like but it doesn't have to be like this i feel like <laughs> i feel like we have both created this problem and now we're like well it'd be like that and it's like i don't think it'd be like that though Right. I think we made it like that. Right. And I mean, like, there are times that, like, yes, stress is going to happen. Uh, time management usually happens towards the end. People get, like, overloaded. But, like, there's other things that I'm like, but, th- but, 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 is this your first summer? Like, this is not the first time this is happening. And even in the normal amount of stress and overload, there's just problematic situations within the arts. Like literally, my only summer stock gig that I enjoyed was Santa Fe Opera, which I thought was going to be all my experiences in the real world, and it was not. <laughs> um, I was not. I never felt valued again until I started working for Rachel. Um, <laughs> literally, I would burn my resume if I didn't need it to get jobs <laughs> because the rest <laughs> of it is people I don't talk to or I have issues with because of the fuckery. Well, and even just, like, it's so insidious in that I'm not going to name drop anyone, but I feel like I've worked with groups before where they, like, are like, aha, it's always chaos. And I'm like, I feel like it wouldn't have to be chaos if, like, people were organized or, like, getting paid in an adequate amount the first time so we don't have to do it seven times you know what I mean so I feel like it's like we create these unstable conditions right. and then we're like and then we bonded together in the face of instability and it's like but I feel like it could have been stable the whole time right. <laughs> like, well, it, people need at the end of every summer you need to look at each other and be honest there's the other thing people are so in the arts people are so scared of like stepping on someone's toes if I criticize them if I say like this could have been better but that's not the case. You're just you're 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 viewing issues that you can fix for the next summer. But that doesn't happen. So the issues just compound upon themselves and become worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse until it's just then it's the expected thing. Yeah, yes. a place in view of like oh, or like even people like oh, John's just like that. Like oh, so and so's just like that. Yeah, and it's like could we ask them to? but we don't instead we pick on the person who's underneath us instead of taking it to the person who's above us because we have this weird hierarchy in theater where it's like well this power dynamic doesn't let me talk to that person if i'll say about my job so let me take it out on all of you underlings Mm -hmm. and it's just like no go talk to the chair of our department who's the problem and leave me out of it there's also this thing, and this is kind of a sidebar, so I won't be mad if you cut this, but there's this, like, thing. It's, like, what I've been noticing when people are so shitty about trans people because they talk about, like, well, God made you X, Y, Z way. And it's, like, but nobody is born the way that they should be as an adult. But I feel like there's this really insidious culture of, like, well, I'm just like this. Like, this is just me. Like, I'm just like this. So let certain kinds of people get away yes. with like garbage their whole lives because they're just like I'm just an asshole deal with it or don't (laughs) and the rest of us are like but like I have to make myself into a pretzel in order to be like palatable to you in any form or function and yet somehow you can just like be in these and I I think some of the uncomfortableness that some people are feeling from those people are 
when they're, they're like, I am this way, take it or leave it. Most of us now are like, okay, bye. Bye. And they just aren't used to that. Like, they're not used to the ultimatums. It's like why people are being so shitty about Cardi finally (laughs) divorcing Offset. (laughs) Because it's like, Hoteps are just used to, like, being terrible husbands for, like, three decades. And Black women just, like, hanging around. And so when it's like, no, thank you. (laughs) Because we are taught to settle. We are literally taught from birth to settle because our parents are settling (laughs) and like our our surrounding aunts are settling and so you watch this unfold and you're like oh I'm supposed to just take anything that's given to me and feel good about it or like people talk about um y'all marriage y'all can't make marriage work like your grandparents it's like well my grandma wasn't allowed to have my bank account (laughs) right she she was in that relationship for the long haul because uh Literally, my great-great-great-grandmother was property and then gifted to a man, and so she didn't know she could have agency or a voice. Is that the example you want to set for my ass? Because I'm not here for it. You, too, can sleep in separate bedrooms and wait for your spouse to die. Right? Right? I can, can, like, sign an agreement to be like, I will birth you two children and you will leave me alone. And that'll be my life. (laughs) And I will hate you more and more and we'll need yes. to buy more TVs. So yeah, I just feel like that is something that is really insidious in interpersonal relationships, but it also happens a lot in artistic relationships, particularly in like school things, because the people who are in charge usually stay, whereas like students come in and out and in and out. So like you are new and they're like, yeah, Sandra's just the worst. Welcome. <laughs> like, nobody expects. Sandra to well, be better. Right. And like, it's, it, and I think that, you know, we talk shit about social media all the time. And I think some, most of it is valid. But like, a lot of what's happening right now is because previous and current and future students can, can communicate and can talk yes. and say things. And like, if Patricia had a Facebook, Patricia, been okay. like, y'all shit is weird. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Like, people bitch so much about technology. But it's like, remember back in the day when, like, you moved to another town and you never saw your parents again? <laughs> like, I feel like this ability, like, text people and be like, hey, Romeo, don't fucking kill yourself. Right. There's a thing. <laughs> I have right. a plan. Like, I feel like lots of conventions of older stories don't even work if we have technology because it just fixes people's problems and so i i think i do think that some of the current backlash against social media is valid but some of it i think is fostered by people who don't want you to be able to go to talk on social media about how shitty your boss treated you and tell people literally though i as a person who survived lyric opera of chicago um, <laughs> so many of my friends were like, whenever you repeat these theaters who abuse their people, we worry about you because that means you're in danger here. And I'm just like, well, if that makes them uncomfortable here, that means the abuse here is also a problem. Right. Yeah. I don't make enough to not say what I'm going to say on my Facebook. Right. And I mean, we need to wrap this up quickly and get back to the movie. But I do want to say, like, I think generations in the past have been so caught up on your worth is your job. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily your worth as you as a person. Job, there's no job that is worth losing your humanity or, like, you losing who you are as a person. And I think that's something that's very um, unique to millennials, whereas the generations before us really just – 
devoted their entire life their whole their whole identity was like their job like the whole question of well what do you do what are you yeah that and like also i think is a weird positive byproduct of the fact that the job market has been so unstable for us from the beginning mm -hmm. because i think like we've all had this like nihilistic like well i'm sure it's hell not gonna retire from here so like, <laughs> <laughs> like this, then I'm just, if i'm gonna work till i die i'm not gonna work with you assholes while i do it and i just feel like that is a useful Right. Because like my thing is at work, I'll, I mean, I'm going to say something. If I don't like something, I'm going to say something. And if that gets me fired, uh, I'll get oh, another well. fucking job. Right? You know, right? I love what I do, but like I can go somewhere else and do what I do. Same. Talked about the mirrors. Is this the mirrors thing that we didn't talk well, about? Well, yeah, we've also kind of talked about how the, the older gentleman does his connection oh. with Patricia is not why is he so concerned about this one girl? But I, I don't know. I think it's just because he's a good person and that's what they're trying to like get across. I think she reminds him of his wife who we don't know about just yet, but they both have like the same stature and the dark hair that's and true. they both need him and he's failing them. That is a thing that men do a lot. They have like, to connect a woman to another woman in their lives. And so it tracks for me. It's either their mom or their wife. Right. Well, and, and especially the way that his wife is no longer with him because i mean it's very traumatic you know i also yeah. feel like they like sense like those weird coven like senses his like pain and unhealed wounds or whatever which is why i think they want him for the like the witness the witness is because i think it's like got to be somebody that's like touched with pain and sorrow but not necessarily being a part of their world yes mm -hmm. So yeah, then we then the mirror the mirror the weird mirror room comes up again. And then we go to another dinner scene, which as you said, every eating scene is very uncomfortable. It's like it's I don't want to eat y'all. The sad old witch we've been tracking and all of this witchery in this house of witches that needs to be a reality show offs herself. So we gotta have a content warning off the bat. But she offs herself at dinner. She's just I'm like, so I'm done being sad. I'm done being a witch. Gonna put this silver in my neck. It was, was just, and falls out on the table. It was very shocking. I screamed. Like I was like, because ah! I was just like, forgot that happens, and I was so anxious about dinner. That's what this movie does really well. I've been watching a lot of discourse online. Um, it started with Midsommar and then I like deep dived in how a lot of horror movies, whether purposefully or not, will be doing to the audience what it is, what the characters in the movie are doing to you. So it's like, especially in cult things, it will like break, it will picks its way to brainwash you as an audience member. And so I feel like they made these eating scenes so tense that I wasn't looking for anything else scary to be happening because I was just so fucking uncomfortable at dinner. <laughs> and that feels <laughs> purposeful. <laughs> yeah, it was not so. And, ooh. No, I, I did not feel prepared. And we leave, we leave that situation <laughs> to see Sarah investigating on her own because, like, Wait, was it Sarah or was it the other girl? I could never tell who it was, to be honest. I thought this one was Sarah because the first one was Olga, the one that like danced, got danced to death. Yeah, and then Sarah was the one who was like, I'm going to investigate and find this hook real quick. You're probably, you're probably right. 
because that would make more sense. Because I, I was questioning like, why is she? And I thought it was like I thought it was the girl that brought in the beginning, brought her to her room, and like kind of befriended oh. her earlier. But we don't really ever. That's see Sarah. Sarah's the main. Sarah's the redhead with the. No, I'm talking about the girl that. That's Susie. Their names are too fucking similar. White ladies <laughs> with the same first letter and they name. Suspiria, Sarah, Susie. Too many S's. Three. Tilda. We need threes. Rule of three. Rule of three. Um, but yeah, no, because like Susie's the redhead who's giving us Florence and the Machine vibes yes. and it's telling Tilda how to do her dance that Tilda's been doing for decades. Yes. Okay. And Susie's the friend who's like, something's off. Yeah. I'm going to go investigate in the middle of the night by myself. Yeah, because it don't. I've never seen a film. Right? Well, first of all, investigate. Where are you? Random. So here's the tea. This is the rant I go on in all horror movies. Welcome. You get to see it for the first time. So, like, what person has ever been like, I'm going to go off and do this? You have to think about the worst case scenario. And okay. are you prepared for that, Sarah? And you're not. You're a small woman. You didn't bring not nary one weapon. So it's like, if you legitimately believe that some sordid, violent shit is going on, which is why you're investigating, then why would you not, like, bring some wine, bring a bat? Like, I just feel like there are several options that could have made this safer for you. And it feels like you were both sure enough bad things were happening to go investigate, but not sure enough to do anything to protect yourself in the event that it was, in fact, sketchy. And this is why we need more BIPOC final girls. Because, like, had it been, like, a BIPOC sis, she would have been like, let me collect my group. I have concerns. We're all going to go. My yeah. <laughs> We're all going to go to the creepy wherever. She could yes. Susie up. What Susie have Susie done? Susie down. Susie was into this cult by then. Susie's like, I'm Florence. That's you're the fair. machine. Fuck you. And it's like, no, I, like, like, I, get you. I get you. I love this album, but also no. And Susie didn't want to hear I feel like it. Susie wants to know stuff, though. And she does have a problem with authority. So I feel like if my good sis Sarah had come up with the right hook, haha. Like if she had been like, Susie, I think some sketchy shit is going on behind our backs. These hoes are lying to us. Let's go investigate. I feel like Susie would have been down. Yeah, because I don't think Susie's necessarily in with the cult. I think she, I think the cult is using her because they realize how powerful Susie is without knowing it. And Susie's, Susie's also trying to find out who who the fuck Susie is because Susie's been Amish, so she don't know. She's on a journey. It's Rumspringa. It's like that darkest Rumspringa. With that TV series, that reality show that was on a while ago. Breaking uh, Amish! God. <laughs> but yes. Those kids, man. I love that show. Here's the title for you. Breaking Amish, but with witches. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest Breaking Amish timeline. Um, so yeah, I was just like, Sarah, Sarah just got on my nerves. I, I wrote, I feel like half of this movie is people doing shit they, I know they should not do. Like, mind your own fucking business, Sarah. <laughs> Wasn't nobody worried about you, Sarah? No. Right? Just go to bed. It's not about you anymore, Sarah. So do your dance. Go do your dance and leave us alone. <laughs> she gets up and she starts exploring everything. Why are these doors so damn loud? I guess. They, they, have, they like, come to me. You only get one shot. Boom. I feel like they're trying to discourage this activity that Sarah is doing. Like, I feel like it's like, 
in misery when she like leaves the hairs everywhere to try to catch old boy fucking up like i feel like tilda's like i would like to enchant these doors to be as loud as possible okay because i think we missed something that i just want to mention now and it's not a big it's not a huge deal but going back to like sarah's relationship with Susie, sarah gets Susie to come with her at one point to break in to the office or whatever to find personal records for patricia so that she can call her family to be like hey is your girl home <laughs> and Susie, so they she could They've already been sneaking around in the night buddies yeah anyway. sarah i'm just saying like what a dumbass thing to do. If you legitimately believe that these witches have disappeared Patricia and chopped her the fuck up, why would you think it was a good idea to go investigate that by yourself? Because you ain't more feisty than Patricia, and Patricia's gone. <laughs> so, like, right? I feel like your odds are not great, Sarah. So, yeah, and then Sheree, you have this note about, because she sees something going on. The, the, she's getting I wants to know. She's getting into this room. What was around that painting, number one? It looked gross. I want to know what was in the room, because I heard the heavy breathing, and she was like, this is too much. I'm taking this hook and leave. And from what I've seen, that could be anything in this movie. I want to know specifically what Sis saw. Sarah, text me, feed me, reach me. What if it was Olga? Maybe, yeah, I was about to say, maybe it's like Olga in there, just like being... It was sad jello. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. And also, if there was rhythmic breathing from multiple people, so I I have concerns. Yeah. It's yeah. never a good sign when you enter a cold room and you just hear breathing. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is happening here? Nothing good. Right. Nothing good. And then, okay, I wasn't, I did not, for some reason, make the note of when Act 5 started. I thought it might have been around here, but I could be wrong. I noted it, because these transitions were really fucking hard. Um, it was the only one I missed. Every other one I did, I, yeah. But anyways. I did whenever, this one. Oh, damn. Whenever we get to it, Act 5 is called In the Mutter House? Mutter, Mutter House? I don't speak German, so. Yeah, I don't speak it either. It's close to English. So it's probably close. I just looked it up and it does literally mean mother house, or it can imply that this is a group of nurses. So that seems like a really intense choice of words. Well, I want to revisit this later. So cool. that, plug that in here. Okay. <laughs> um, so then. Oh, yeah, she gives the hook to the, the man. Mm-hmm. They meet for like dinner or lunch or breakfast or some kind of meal. It's during the day, so it's probably not dinner. But <laughs> that's the reasoning, you know? I don't know how, though. But yeah, and then she gives him, I just, this is a bad idea. This old man needs to get away from these hoes. <laughs> is, is he like the company therapist? Like, what? <laughs> what is yes! <laughs> is he the only therapist who will see these hoes in town? They're like, oh, you gotta go to that old one guy down the street. You gotta go to Tilda. She, she's playing a man. That's down. it. That's all the our health insurance covers. <laughs> Right? Like they went through like the marketplace <laughs> and they got the most affordable one and didn't like investigate the options and what all those words meant. We have one therapist. Right. One. And so oh, and when she's leaving, there's that the witch lady watching the house that turns into the older lady. Yeah, it was it that was I yeah. was just deeply unsettled. Because this is when I was like, for a while I was like, 
maybe this is just like a coincidence and like they just know that he was Patricia's dude and so like he knows that Patricia is missing so he can totally be our witness like I didn't know if they were like orchestrating any of this shit but then when I saw her like watching all that shit go down with the hook I was like oh this is a bad sign for our boy because they know that he knows things (laughs) (laughs) and 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 yeah he snooped around with Patricia and now they see that Sarah's meeting with him yeah as a person who's been in a lot of repressive environments that's never a good sign when they know that you woke. <laughs> Don't let them know. <laughs> you gotta take Just notes. leave. Again, back to the beginning of this episode. Just leave. Era, you too can just go. Yeah. <laughs> Quietly. Right. <laughs> right. Don't do don't they- pull older. <laughs> you saw She's Jello right now. <laughs> Jello and pain. <laughs> That's Olga. <laughs> so oh, and I guess this is when we have the flashback of the mothers. Because Sheree, you have the note. Uh, about the, another great horror movie parent. Yes. And she's all like, that bitch is my sin. And I'm like, another great horror movie parent. We found all of them this season. What is next season going to be if we find all the great horror movie parents this season, Trent? I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel like horror movie parents in general are usually pretty bad unless they're the protagonist. For the same reason why Disney characters' parents are always dead. <laughs> because if you have parents who are doing their jobs, then you, a 15-year-old or whatever, are not going to quest across the country <laughs> because your parent will be like, no. And I feel like in horror movies, if you have good parents, they're very rarely, who are involved, they're very rarely going to be like, oh, little Johnny, you see ghosts? Okay, have fun with that. Like, that's not usually what's going to happen. So I feel like horror movie parents range from, like, just absent to, like, actively villains. But I do feel like, like, there are very few positive horror movie parents because I think some of the things that one has to do in order for the plot to keep moving forward kind of make it impossible to be winning parenting prizes. True. And well, this is also when we get, um, like I said, another dose of that beautiful religion, you know, rearing its ugly head. (laughs) I do like that they had that as a counterpoint to all the coven stuff too, right? Because I feel like a lot of the characterization of witches as like being bad or evil is from a religious slant where it's like if religion is good then witches must be bad so i kind of like that it's like no it's like fanaticism that's bad (laughs) no matter who you are fanatic about right because both groups are kind of bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like i feel how i feel about jedi and the sith i'm like both of these are kind of fucked up religions guys (laughs) like right just because you're not actually a cult you are basically space templars (laughs) and that's not a great look (laughs) jedi right so then we're getting ready for the show, for the dance. And, and <laughs> we'll get I, love, I love Crystal's note, because I was like, is this white face? I, I don't know if I'm about it or not. Uh, yeah, I, so I don't know if this is on purpose. So like, again, I feel like every time I talk to you guys, this happens. We had like <laughs> vaguely birthy stuff, right? We had like vaguely baptismal stuff, right? Maybe that's what the P in the cup was for. And then... Now this is like some sort of like fucked up burial sacrifice ritual, right? So like it being so white, the motif makes sense to me because in some cultures that's seen as like purity and sometimes it's super creepy, like those purity balls. And then also in a lot of cultures, it's seen as like the color of death. It's why like 
a lot of my Asian friends didn't have white wedding dresses because in their cultures, white is what you wear to funerals, what you bury people in. Mm -hmm. And so if you wear white on your wedding day, it's bad luck. So that's what it made me think of just because it was so jarring that after all of this gray and dark tones, we were suddenly so white. Can we can we do a horror movie about uh, purity balls? Because that's the ultimate horror movie. Them's just scary. So scary, and I feel like if you didn't grow up around stuff like that, you just like don't even know that it exists. Like you're just living your casual life, not understanding the weird nonsense that is occurring just a one state over. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, the dance costumes were weird. I did not like them. They. I was okay with the top because they were they were red and like there was ropes and like I get that was really going to help with the movement and be um, and make it really pretty for the dance. But then they had this, these ugly like they honestly looked like granny panties. They were like diapers. <laughs> they were skin tone. I don't know. They were. I didn't know if they were supposed to look nude, but like. They didn't look nude. They didn't I, look nude. It wasn't sexy. If we were trying to be sexy, it right. didn't look sexy. I think that's why it was jarring is because the tops were so like kinky bondage. Right. And so then when you get to the bottom, it's like, and now depends. And I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, what are you doing? But it's dance so costumes are, are like that because sometimes before full coverage stuff in order for it to keep from showing us your labia they have to be kind of wide yeah and that's not always the most flattering but i would have put like a skirt or a some a bo like a boy short or yeah. something or a different color i think the color was also a problem and, the, and it was so high-waisted it was like i don't know it, I, but it was high-waisted but the legs weren't high-cut that's no. what I thought was weird, is because it turned the whole, like, hip, stomach area into part of the groin. <laughs> Which is what every lady wants. Yeah, it was very SpongeBob SquarePants in shape. <laughs> and I just feel right. like that's not what we're all questing for. No. And so while they're all getting ready, Sarah decides she's going to sneak off and go look for stuff, because she is Nancy Drew now. And... She gets down to this basement area and she finds this girl. I thought it was Olga because of the the weird like body color of the body. Oh, yeah. But she says Patricia. So oh. I don't know who it is. One of those. Because <laughs> she says Patricia before she sees the face. So, oh, because like she's looking for Patricia. So right. it could technically be either of them. That makes right. sense. Um, but I don't know who it is. So anyway, she gets freaked out and starts to, to run away, but apparently she can't see anymore. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I just don't understand how you think you can sneak away from people who have made it clear that they could see every fucking thing that you do. Right. And so she's, she's running down the hall and she like fall until this is all like uh, cut between Blanc giving the intro to the dance and her running down the hall or whatever. And then she sees she like falls and sees the three the three of the teacher witches uh come and like we don't know what happens to her. She just it just goes to black. Then we go nothing to good. No, nothing good. Especially when we really see her later. <laughs> then we go to the dance and they're all dancing and doing their witchy thing. And um then and they're dancing on like a weird 
symbol. I don't know what it, it looked very witchy, but I couldn't tell what it was. It wasn't a pentagram clearly, but like. It was close enough for me to be uncomfortable with none of them capturing that and being like, we might've gone too far. Like, they were like, I'm in the chorus. Ooh. <laughs> and nobody's like, but well, what does the symbol mean? Right. It's yeah. just demons. Yeah. I, but I also feel like our culture in general is just not attuned enough to ask those kinds of questions. And we should be. Like, I feel like every now and then you should just be like, is this a cult? <laughs> Literally, if I show up and all the ladies are naked and they're dancing and they all know their parts and we never talked about it, I got questions. Right. What we doing? So yeah, and then oh, our our boy comes. No, Sarah comes in first while they're dancing. Oh yes, Sarah. She missed her entrance, <laughs> which we've all done. You know, it does happen, especially when you're in the basement finding bodies. But like. <laughs> Which I am not ever in the basement. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> so we are clear. Usually I'm like peeing or something. That's why. Yeah, something much more boring than finding. I'm at the bar talking to the bartender and missing all the naked people dancing people to death in the basement. Right. Always. So, um, and then Sarah comes in and she's clearly like not with it. And so, but she starts to do the dance and then she like screams, I think, and then like falls out. And that's when Dr. Man's like, I'm here to help because I'm not just a therapist. (laughs) Jesus. I'm like, sir, go to bed. (laughs) Why are you at this performance? You don't. Do you even like dance? (laughs) I just feel like it's so weird. His wife told him to be here 30 years ago and he still showed up. (laughs) Commitment. Commitment. Um... So that's the end of Act 5. Then Act 6 is, I'm not going to say this correctly, Suspiriorium. I think that's right. Is that right? Suspiriorium? Oh, no. I think there's no second eye. So I think it's, no third eye. So it's Suspiriorium. I think it's just, um. Oh, maybe I wrote it down wrong. But that's it. You killed it. Boom. I'm a linguist. (laughs) And now we know it's the last one because the title of the movie is Suspiria. So we're like, aha. Almost made it through this very. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie, but it was very um, heady. Like I had to long. think a lot. It was also just too long. Like I feel like we long. didn't need all the politics. I, I think yeah. I really liked this movie. I think it's worth watching, but I do think it would have been better if it was like twenty minutes shorter. And you know, we needed to cut politics because none of us got it anyway. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> Americans, we don't know what happened. Two and a half hours telling us how education failed us. I don't we need to know that. that. You we already have so it. many themes. <laughs> and they could have left the 10 seconds of her peeing the cup out, too. That's okay. Right? Yeah, that because we and never brought least, that back. And at least two Tilda characters could have been at cut. At least two. At least there two. So many. I haven't even gotten to one of them yet. So, um, okay. uh, Jesus Christ. So, it was Tilda's nutty professor. <laughs> it was a gross nutty professor. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we get to Tilda as the Dr. Man. And he goes, so he has like two homes, I guess. I don't really understand all that. What kind of doctor is you, sir? They make it, I mean, I Germany. People right really need therapy. He is therapy. He's a therapist in Germany right after World War II. They probably needed a lot of therapy. <laughs> like date sponsored therapy. 
So he goes to this old house and his wife, who he hasn't seen in like decades, I guess, comes out and they have a, he's just like, okay, this is normal. Like, I'm not suspicious of this at all. Fun fact, the actress who plays his wife is Tilda Swift. No. <laughs> that would be really fucking funny. No, it's the girl who played the lead in the original Suspiria in the 70s. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. I I it's like... not Tilda. Not Tilda. Okay. As far as I know. <laughs> Have we seen that lady recently? I don't know. Maybe Tilda Swinton was also in that Suspiria. <laughs> I, like, I like when they do that to like remakes and yeah. This is the, one of the only things I'll give Rob Zombie is I like that they cast the girl that played the knee or like the Jamie? Yeah, the little girl. Oh that, yeah. See, yeah. As the friend in the in the remake. So that was cool. she needed a, a new version because of the way she was mistreated as a child from all of the Halloween fanatics who tried to stalk her. So I'm happy that like she was able to recover and recoup and be like, I am going to take this back. Yeah. But not as a lead. Unfortunately, you had to deal with Rob Zombie along the way, but yeah, she can't catch be, a break. It'd be yeah. like that times. <laughs> can't catch a break, but I'm here for her. I mean, at least she's not like the kid who played Anakin Skywalker, who is oh, left kid. to the world because oh, he went through it. Anyway, Star Wars fans are the worst, and I am one. Um, yeah, I Thanks, found man. it. I found it odd that the man was like super chill about that like i feel like if it's like wife i haven't seen in decades plural you're here i would at least be concerned i'm not saying that i would kick that bitch out but i feel like there at least needs to be a moment of like what's going on what you. you've been gone for 40 years <laughs> we need to talk before i follow you i mean granted she does have an ex like she does have a story she says that like she was trying to get here and I don't know. She does have a kind of an explanation. But this anyway. wasn't well made, but I think it's because they have been watching this man and they know that he's yeah. going to do whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. We don't have so to come up with anything good. This man's stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Not all the characters can be flushed out. Right. So then they're walking um, next to the Berlin Wall. Berlin Wall? Yeah. Uh, and they get to the uh, the like building where the dancers live and the dance stuff happens. And he has some, I don't really know what brings him out of it, but like he has a moment where he walks up to the building without her and then he turns back and she's gone. And then these witches come out screaming at him. And I'm like, oh no. And it was really sad that like they gave him this like, short reprise of the pain in his life to be with his wife and then just to like attack him i'm salty because i was like y'all couldn't like just knock this man out while he was still talking to his wife right like you had to be like haha surprise bitch you couldn't just let him have that it's more unsettling this way though because we know what's happening and him slash tilda swinton as him doesn't know that's true. And so, like, when he turns around and he's gagged, we're like, good sir, don't you know you're dealing with witches? Dance like, witches oh, at that? you don't know you're dealing with dance witches. Okay. <laughs> Which is the show we all need in 2020, dance witches. Instead of dance moms. Yeah, I've on VH1. Dance every witches. 
Sid's with you. Shit out of that. Yeah, so Sheree, you had the moment, you had the comment about Susie's full bitch now with wavy hair. <laughs> full Florence. Got a makeover and it went out to dinner. And I was like, she's a witch now. Florence and her machine. Yeah. Right? She's like, this is album three money. <laughs> and Susie is not feeling this dinner. She ain't feeling it. Same, Susie. Fuck dinners. Like, I wouldn't want to eat with these bitches ever again. <laughs> like, they dance witches. Last they time we went to dinner, reasons. a bitch killed herself at the table. <laughs> <laughs> here? And then we, we cut back to the witches with Tilda Swinton as the uh, old man. And Sheree had a comment about their shrieking while calling them out for a second. Because they're like, you didn't believe your wife's story and you don't believe your patients. And they start cackle screaming, shrieking at him. And I'm like, this is really uncomfortable, but I'm here for it. Because, like, like, call him out. Is this what men feel like when they're asked to take accountability for things? Right. Because if it's so, I guess I get why y'all are always bitching about it. Because, like, it is aggressive. You're right. (laughs) It was a little bit much, but I was here for it. Um. (laughs) Also, they weren't entirely wrong. No. It was all truth. Yeah. And it's stuff he needed to hear. But, like, also, he just got done, like, with his wife. I don't know. <laughs> with timing. Nice. Yeah. But they take him to this new basement dungeon level and everybody naked. So, That's always a bad sign. Right. When you're in a cult movie and everyone's naked, it's, right? like, not good. I saw a hundred nipples and <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure what the plot is no more. Right. But I guess they all know the dance, so I'm going to follow it. Y'all, it's about to explode. Okay, because <laughs> Susie gets home, and she just automatically like, oh, I'm getting naked. I'm naked now. Bye. Good time. Um, <laughs> then she puts on this, like, shroud and walks down to the basement with him. And then, yes, everybody naked besides Tilda Swinton. Well, Blanc, she is naked as the man. Which and is- the old lady in the chair. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like the prosthetic work on this to have all over her body it's like really intense like mm-hmm. even just having the the face is a lot but then that they did chest work and body work too like that was hot like you y'all, you were sweating in there my friend the old man had a penis so like the prosthetics person was working to create Tilda multiple bodies and it's like and then can you just think about what it was like shooting this scene Tilda had to be in three places so like how did they even do that like do we have like three hours it was one part and then everybody we're gonna just stay where you are Tilda's gonna stay in a different spot now like, I don't even know what it was. If you also one of the Tildas kills the other sw- Tilda while the other one watches so I guess at least one there was at least some point in time where there was doubles there had to be. There, had there to at be. least had to be. Because, and if you also notice, there are never three, there, there isn't a, never a time when all three are in the same shot together. Because it's impossible. Because <laughs> they're all <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Yeah. I watched Tilda kill herself and didn't know she killed herself until we started recording this. Okay. My whole weekend was a lie. It's a cult. And so, oh. yeah, I, I find it weird. You talked about, like, everyone knows where they were to stand. Yeah. So, <laughs> never like, first. They never rehearsed this one, yet all these naked people know if they're on the floor or if they're in the air or if they're in the circle. And right. they're like, oh, 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 oh. Like this weird naked bodies, body sculpture thing. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's like 
So earlier, at the very beginning, back in the before times, when Susie was accidentally killing Olga, like, I feel like that was probably making a point about how when we do magic-y stuff, sometimes we can all be joined. And so, like, as long as one person has a plan, <laughs> then everybody <laughs> else will just show up, and then they'll be put where they need to be going. Right. Clearly. Because so some of y'all, like, yeah. And like, as a chesty girl, I would have concerns about my role because they're all naked and some of them are like trying to fight gravity. I would not want that role on the floor. I would not. I'd be like, I keep rolling onto my boob because yeah. gravity is so hard. I, I don't like, like this. I know like, cults like nudity or whatever, but I just feel like there's very rarely a time when it's practical for us all to be naked yeah. and do stuff that's not sex. Right. Like, I just feel like, and maybe it's just because, like, I just assume that everyone has extra meat on their bones like I do. But, like, for people who don't, maybe that's not an issue. But for me, it's not even about, like, I just have parts of me that if I do not leash them, they'll just wander. <laughs> and I just feel like if I'm like, I need to get shit done. This is yes. important. This is light. I need to put on clothes then. <laughs> All of my stomachs would have revolted in this dance. All right? of them individually would have been like, no. put my me in an undershirt. Would be out, and it's put like, me yes. This cellulite like is not here for these like floor movements. This is like the full body version of how like heroines in movies never put their hair up. Like it's like you're gonna be in like combat. <laughs> I feel like I need my titties to be contained right but right? i mean to be fair most of these people were not super busty because they are dancers right lucky so. and then we see we finally meet marcos who looks like the female version of jabba the hut and she's also tilda swing <laughs> which makes so much more sense and like she in her chair and she's giving us the gospel is she giving us the shade and Blanc tries to save Susie who's there in her deep v-neck filling her floor into the machine look and she's like I don't want to be saved I want to do this encore and so like Marco, awesome. Marco stands up and was like how dare you second Tilda character <laughs> why and another dance murder battle ensues and they's effective as fuck. Pure now, I'm done hexing people. I'm done fighting people on Facebook. I'm a dance murder battle them because it gets results. I yeah, just they think like it would cut. They cut Blanc, uh, Blanc's head, but like the back of it, and it doesn't go all the way through. So she's not completely uh, beheaded. I don't know. And then they like gut Sarah, but she's still alive. She still lives for a few more minutes and she's just standing there with her guts no longer inside of her it was very strange <laughs> it was weird i was like why there seems to be this weird obsession in this cult with like fucking people up but not killing them yeah right i also love that Susie is rubbing her cleavage again as it all happens and she sends this demon forward to kill all of her cohorts Okay. And like they're still dancing around the murders because you don't know how to not make art, especially in 2020. So you're That's like, oh, oh, oh. And whatever she's summoned is like, die, die. And they're like, I'll wait for my turn because I'm in my line. Right. I'm in my light. 
Mark. So before that, Marco, she goes up, uh, Susie goes up to Marcos, and Marcos is like, who, what are you, or whatever. It's because, oh, and because Tilda before this has told her she has to relinquish her ties to her mother. Mm. Ain't that a gospel? Ain't that a word? And then we go to the mother, and she's laying in bed, and then everything turns red. And then Susie, like her, who she really is, awakens inside of her. And essentially, she is the mother. She's the so sister. when act, what was it, act five? It was the, the Mooner house, Mooner house. Mm. The, she is the mother. And everybody's gagged. Uh, gagged. Like, we are gagged our own monsters. <laughs> Well, that, and also, like, this idea that, like, the other people were so focused on how they thought everything was going to go, that even though they saw Susie had way more power than they were expecting, they didn't even think, like, they're literally in the presence of a being that they have all purported to worship, and they don't notice, because they're wrapped up in their own bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, and I think that, yeah, I, th- so then she, like, summons that demon thing that goes around and, like, just. I wonder if that was also killed <laughs> It might have been. Who knows? Um, he go, he, the first thing he goes to is, Mar- is to Marcos and, like, melts her. <laughs> did not like that. No. Um, and then, so I don't know if anyone else clocked it, but I did. So as he's going around, they flash back to the audio, or no, it's a video, too of how they voted in act two or whatever oh. and he only kills the ones that voted for marcos he doesn't kill the ones who voted for block we like that's that. why you don't talk shit on the people you're trying to summon that and also i feel like like so the whole point of this weird cult thing is to worship the mother mm-hmm. and marcos decided that that meant that she was the mother because she was like I'm the one who needs to be powerful so like it's also this idea of like the dark revelations timeline where it's like you hoes said you served me but you were thinking about yourself and so I think that's interesting too of like this idea of like your messiah or whoever showing up and killing all the people who were like false prophets which I find like really fascinating and darkly biblical right and then so yeah, that all happens. And then we see Susie, who is now fully in her full mother witch supreme uh, glory. She goes so that there's three girls in the center. Sarah, who's been gutted and is still living somehow. I don't understand. Olga, who is now standing. I don't know how. <laughs> and there's another one who I'm assuming is Patricia. I guess because that's the only one we've been talking about being dead right why not um, so then she goes to them and she asks them if they want to live or die and of course they all say die because like who Please wants to live God. Without, without intestines i don't have all of my parts <laughs> and so she kisses them on the cheek and they all die less because uh, i mean jesus christ like poor olga has been hanging the fuck in there right <laughs> and then uh old dude is still alive now um and that's the end of act six and then we have an epilogue a sliced pear and we it first shows them all cleaning up the blood from the explosions that happened of people's heads and the woman goes to Blanc, and she lifts her head up and Blanc is breathing 
but then she just like drops it. It goes. Bang. So I don't know if she uh, I, she may be dead now. I don't know. I don't know if she's dead or alive. It feels weird that she's alive or potentially alive because she got chopped the fuck up. Yeah. Well, it, but but it went through the back of her neck. So if it didn't if it didn't go through the artery or the esophagus, that's true. She'd she just be just paralyzed. Chilling down there <laughs> from the foreseeable. I mean, she would eventually bleed out, I guess. But like, eventually. who knows? We also find out that old man Tilda Swinton gets to hear the story of what happened to the wife. It was kind of sad. Which was kind of sweet and sad. Yeah. But then she kills him. I think, or at least takes away his memories. memories. So, like, either he's dead or he's alive, but he doesn't remember anything, which I guess is, like, better than remembering yeah. that your wife was brutally murdered. But it's a weird, so, like, because there was superior. I don't remember what the other two mothers were. There was one that was tears, and there was one that was something, and then Suspiriorum was the mother of sighs, S-I-G-H-S. And so I like the idea that, like, she might not necessarily be as obviously evil, right? Like, she seems to be giving people comfort, but she does still, like, take people's lives and take people's memories, which in and of itself is not necessarily ethical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, and oh, and during the the ritual, she does that moment where she like opens her chest. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. And there was like spirits inside of it. It was weird. It was very like herself, literally, metaphorically, and spiritually. It's very Krueger um, when Freddy's got those bodies, those like souls inside of him. Oh, yikes! Oh. Please go to therapy. <laughs> you can't go to this therapist. <laughs> Don't do this one. If there's another one. But that is, in fact, Suspiria. So let's done. our hot takes real quick. <laughs> I'll go first, because mine is shady and unnecessary, because I'm a Gemini. Um, I'm not not here for Art House witchcraft films, but I do wish I could have watched this one twice before recording this. Thanks, Smithfield Fiber Internet in Bloomington, Indiana, for not letting me do that, because you went out this weekend. Fuck you, Smithfield Fiber. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed this movie as like an experience. Like it felt like an art piece. I don't get art in a way that I think people think I should. So like I'm just looking at it and I'm like, wow. And they're like, what do you think? I'm like, mm. um, so that's how I felt. Um, it is definitely batshit, but I feel more fancy and artsy now that I watched it. Um, it also made me just really glad that I didn't try to become a ballerina. Because <laughs> like sometimes you watch that and you're like, mm-hmm. Okay, I, I my, mine was not, as far as I know, a cover for a dark coven, but still was not healthy. So <laughs> I'm glad that I noped out of that when I got boobs. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so my hot take is going to be that we finally got a witchcraft film that I feel like gives a decent, it, it doesn't feel so misogynistic. Yes. It, it, yes. it doesn't paint the witches as like, evil or good it paints them as somewhere in the middle um whereas some of them are more evil than others um but yeah like and so yeah i'm glad that we finally got to one that i felt like wasn't 
uh, wasn't misogynistic. Well, and I think one way that they did that was they almost entirely removed the male gaze. Like, no one was talking about being super sexy, and when we did talk about sex, it was, like, weird stuff. Like, it was very specifically, like, there were very few male characters, and the only one that was male was played by a woman. Like, I just liked the idea that, like, this was this weird snow globe of a world without men and without male influence. Right. Oh, also, this might not be a hot take, but I'm still going to say this. Um, MVP of this movie is Dr. Man's woman that, like, takes care of him. Because she did not get her due. She was doing the work. She was working really hard. Like, in a a movie in which no one seemed to be doing their jobs. (laughs) My good sis was in it to win it. She was. And she was very sweet. But unfortunately, being competent and polite and kind is not particularly helpful in this universe. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Um, So in closing, (laughs) next week we will be back with Halloween 3. Do not worry, it's not part of the Halloween canon, as we will explain multiple times in that episode. So it fits in our theme of witchcraft without ruining any Michael Myers surprises for those of you who have not done the Michael Myers journey. Yes, it is. It's it's about witches. I can't remember what the subtitle is, but there's a subtitle that is the Witching Hour or something like that. Uh, te- the, the Night of the Witch or something like that. Anyways, someone Google it for me and find out. But um, <laughs> yes, that's next week. Of course, thank you to Crystal for joining us and me. on this fun adventure. I'm sure we will have you back. And um, Yes, make sure you follow us on all of our social media. Again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, email us your thoughts, ideas, questions about um, this about this episode or any episode, really. And make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, and, yeah. Also, if you're German, please tell us what yes. we didn't get. Please explain to us the politics of this movie that none of us. Anchor has voice notes and nobody's using them. Now's your time. Please, we are lost. Help us. Um, So, yes, thanks for listening and make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.